Does that look okay on camera? Yeah, it looks fine on camera. Until it starts dangling again. <laughs> I have a feeling you'll let me know. Photoshop that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave that to Kevin. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, Photoshop and video all day long. Yep. <laughs> and then this is a portion in which, Tariq, we just talk and Tom usually says something. that our audio sounds clear and our videos show us without masks on. Well, these two weird camera beards have now been vaccinated against COVID-19. Here at Midwest Photo, we are following CDC guidelines and wear our masks to protect those around us who have not yet had the opportunity to get their vaccine and always require proper mask wearing while the store is open. Our episodes are always recorded after store closure when the building is empty of customers and employees. We thank you for your support and encourage you to find a vaccination location near you by visiting vaccine.gov. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Rode Microphones. Rode is an Australian-based audio equipment company with a great U.S. support team that makes quality consumer and professional microphones and accessories. Here at Two Weird Camera Beards, Tom and I use a Rodecaster Pro mixer and Rode pod mics to record each episode. If you're interested in Rode audio equipment, Midwest Photo is an authorized reseller and you can find their products by visiting mpex.com and searching road. That's mpex.com. Search R O D E. And a special thanks to Ray Sherlow. Ray wrote the music that we use for the show. It's the song Try a Little Harder from his album Forward Facing. If you dig his music like I do, check out the link in the show notes. Thanks, Ray. So today we've got we've got a guest. We've got a special guest on the podcast. I'm really excited. I've been excited about this for weeks. Um one of one of my favorite photographers. I think I've definitely called him a local celebrity on the podcast before. I feel before. like if you're watching Come on. if you're watching. If you're watching or listening, I guess. If you're watching or listening, uh you've either shot with this guy, you follow him on Instagram. You've run into him in, at the shop here at yeah. Midwest Photo. That's yes. M- that's more like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tariq Ture, we've got in the studio today chatting with us. Well, I I am happy to be here. Yeah. I really am. I'm excited because, and we'll get into it later, but 20 years I've been shopping here. I believe it. Yeah. 20, I believe it. 20 years. That so. is the majority of this company's life. Yeah, because because it's only I mean established in '89. I was gonna say you and Abdi, right? Yeah, like Abdi got you started here. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That that was the whole 
and 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 also the culture continued right there's still photographers come here there's mm-hmm. pros there's you know not so pros but there's yeah. a lot of people that will lend a hand here but also people that sell here or the floor yeah really know what they're, what they're talking about so from casey who hunts all kinds of stuff <laughs> for me to, to matt mirage who yeah who knows pretty much everything yeah so and you and you and matt have gone on some <laughs> trips together right yeah 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 so so again well i mean i don't well, know how, yeah, how, we'll, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get into this but, but but can we yeah. i wanted to give you the opportunity too before we kind of dig into mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. to talk about your project and stuff too yeah. i know i'm putting you on the fly a little bit but i like sure. i think i i think what you're doing here in columbus is so important and it's thank you yeah, yeah. it's it's really cool too yep my audio just changed weirdly but that's okay but yeah uh go ahead and yeah i wanted to give you that that spot so um so if we talk about projects, um, you know, I can probably start from the beginning of, of why I'm involved in Midwest Photo, right? Why, mm-hmm. what, how is my relationship has started and evolved in Midwest Photo? So, you know, in 2002, I picked up an AE-1 with a 50 millimeter <laughs> and at a pawn shop. And that is the classic story of every photographer yeah. that starts, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's as cliche and it's yeah. true. Um, Were you a kid? When you uh, did that? Uh, no, I was I was in my late early twenties. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so anyway, I I um I picked it up. You know, four rolls out of Walgreens were completely dark, and I could not understand what is happening here. Why is it so difficult to take a decent photo? What is so special about it? So, for those who are born in this country. For those who are, you know, uh, obviously I come from Somalia and, and it's it's a, it's a, you know, we don't have that consumerism where you can go and buy any camera you could think of. So none of my family members were pro photographers. My grandfather did not have a Rolleiflex in his basement that I inherited. None of that stuff exists for me. So picking yeah. it up, you know, and not understanding it. So one day I was driving on High Street. This is when the store used to be on, on, on High Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this photography class on the window on a Sunday and I could not wait till Monday. Oh no, I saw it on a late Saturday. You guys we used to be open on Saturdays. Oh. Uh, and yeah. and it is insane. I, I and next day I walked in. Do you remember Tom Watson? Mm-hmm. He, he he I don't. He, he I was in yeah. That was that, I I did yeah. not work here at the same time but I right. I've you heard the, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. who he is. So yeah. he was uh he was the medium format Hasselblad ambassador. Like he okay. was here and so I walk up to him and he says, "Hey, you looking for classes? Yeah. And he sensed my accent. And he said, why don't you talk to that guy? And I look back. There's a Somali guy standing in the middle of the store selling 35 millimeter camera. That's Abdi Roble. Yeah. And I'm like, what does a Somali guy know about cameras? Like, he's just probably <laughs> selling them. Not thinking my bias that I needed a white guy to teach me. Like, that's what I mm. thought. You know, uh, That's what I thought who would, who would be able to teach me. Then two minutes later, he'd just gotten back from Cuba. And he had this E6 prints. Like, I'm talking about 1635 prints that are, and, and silver gelatin print. Yeah. And I said, this is what I want. That was, was that color or black and white? It was e- color and black and white. I yeah. was going to yeah, say, slide, yeah. Slide film. So he That's print, insane. Not, not digital prints. Yeah, yeah. Wet prints. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. On, you know, uh, color paper. 
to see that beauty, it's unbelievable. Cuba colors. I was going to say that had to have like, I, oh, I can't yeah. imagine that being like a first experience for a new photographer to see wet prints that big. Oh, and, yeah. It was incredible. And yeah. not only that. Especially with somebody like Abdi, like printing them and stuff. Oh, like, I'm sure they looked great. Unbelievable. Yeah. Man. So anyway, long story short, that was my beginning to photography. And next day I'm like, this, I hear this Leica, 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 Leica. I'm like, what is this business? Like, my <laughs> AE1 does amazing. What is the problem? Anyway, so I was hooked. Um, yeah. And I went to Abdi's show. That's also another milestone that actually moved me into making sure doing serious work and rather not amateur work and mm. taking it very seriously. And when Leica sponsors you, you know, it's a big deal. Oh, oh yeah. Man, Abdi that's a huge was, deal. Yeah, Abdi is, is genius, man. So, anyway, that's my start with Midwest Photo. And if I can, if I cannot find a Midwest photo, that's the only time. And, I'm, and I've told you this before when I walked in here. Yeah. It's the only time where I'll shop somewhere else. Yeah. If it's in Midwest photo. It's, it's definitely here. Yeah. Well, and we, yeah, we appreciate that a ton. No, I mean, yeah. 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 Can I tell you an Abdi, Ravel? Sorry yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was going to OSU mm-hmm. and my brother, I had just recently switched over to photography as my major. And my brother had loaned me this like M4P that I covered with gaff tape, mostly because out of paranoia, I don't want people to know that I'm carrying a Leica and stuff. <laughs> but uh, I was walking down the street with it and literally Abdi lived across the street from me and I didn't know it. And he was like, he told me exactly what I was carrying. Right. And I was like, who's this guy? How do you know <laughs> what I like? It's all black. But I, we started talking and. And then I ran into both of you at Columbus Camera Group later right. on. Right. But yeah, it was. It was, inc- yeah, it was yeah. weird. It was like <laughs> it, it like disrupted my entire day. I was like, how? Who is this guy? Right. And then later on, I think he moved. He's like out west somewhere now, right? Um, Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah, Minneapolis. So I used, I was his roommate on on Patterson. Was Patterson? That's so, what you're talking about. Yeah, down by Tuttle Park. Yeah, yeah. What's mm, Patterson? You live down there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's wild. Because yeah. when, because when he, when you guys moved out of there, like I also saw like a pile of boxes yeah. next to the dumpster, and I was like, who is living? Because it yeah. was like all photo gear and stuff, and I was like. It's like, is there an entire photo studio in that apartment? <laughs> it was. It was. And there was. You know, hand, hand-painted muslin, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strobes and everything. That's so. great. That, I had no idea that that was, that yeah. you were living, yeah. that you guys were roommates and stuff. That's, there, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Quick quick story about Abdi. Um, so I, I had known him because when I started at Midwest Photo, uh, Stu was still here. Okay. And Stu... I mean, if, if something was going, uh, like bumpy in sales, he'd be like, if Abdi was here yeah, <laughs> and then he would tell us a story of what Abdi would do. Yeah. And that was like our standard. Like, this is what you do. Yeah. This As is what he in did. In terms of, of customer, su- like customer support, like somebody comes in and he'd be like, if somebody came in and they said the word sports and then they got a lens, Abdi would not allow them to leave unless there was a monopod in their hands. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, he made sure he set you up for success. Yeah. Like that was his thing. Yeah. And that's what we needed to do as salespeople. Yeah. But, um, I have a, a medical condition that, uh, we've talked about it on the podcast. We have. I think, yeah. I think you've told the story about Marty. Uh, with, yes. Yeah. yeah. So the, the few episodes back, I told the story about how I was in a deli and I, um, lost consciousness and was taken away at an ambulance and the deli was a uh, cornerstone yeah. and I went there for lunch and I wasn't feeling well. And I, I went to go walk back out of the, of the deli and I lost consciousness and 
uh, when I came to, everybody's, you know, surrounding me. They're like, oh, is he okay? What's, you know, what's going on? And call an ambulance and this and that. And Abdi was eating lunch there at the time. <laughs> and he's there and he's like right there and he's he had known me from the store because he had come into the store he talked to all of us you know we had known we we knew him and everything this so is after he left yeah so this is after he was no longer employed at midwest right. but he was still shopping there regularly right. and we'd, we'd see him there right. you know every week right. so he um he he came to me and he was like are you okay are you okay and i said yeah i'm, I'm, I'm fine he's like you just you, you know you just fell and I said, oh, I, you know, and I was trying to figure out what was going on. Well, the next day or, you know, a few days later, I was back at work. And um, he said, he saw me and he said, oh, are you, are you feeling better? Are you okay? Can I get you some soup? <laughs> and I said, no, no, I'm okay. I don't, I don't need any soup. Because they had tried to figure out if it was like food or blood sugar related and it wasn't. But so he was trying to make sure I was okay. And every time after that, Abdi would see me. He goes, how are you doing, brother? How are you doing? Are you, do you need some soup? Do you need something to eat? Can I get you something? Yeah. <laughs> he's always trying to make sure you're all right. You know, yeah. he, he, he is generous. And, yes. And there's so many people that have many stories like that. Yeah. Um, of him and, and, you know, how he shares with, you know, I, I walk in here and I wanted to buy, as exactly you said, the monopod story. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, I was fascinated with these like 70 to 200 lenses and, you know, these 400 millimeter National Geographic, cause, you know, wildlife. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. He literally re-engineered the way I shoot immediately hmm. by saying, here's a 28 millimeter for your Canon AE-1. I want you to keep it for, I'll pay for it if you can't afford it. But here it is. Take it. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. And 28. And I kept getting wider and wider. I was going to say, you're shooting with like a 21 now, 21. right? 21. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's my lens. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's the lens that I have. But that tells you that, you know, his generosity. But that's how my relationship with Midwest Photo started. Mm -hmm. By that generosity. And, and I have Stu, you name it. I mean, Tom, Jim. Oh mm -hmm. man! Yeah. Where, where oh, yeah. would I be without without Jim for him <laughs> introducing me to? It's the first time I've ever seen a light table with a four by five Velvia on it. Is that and Jim? That was Jim. Yeah. And <laughs> that sounds like I, Jim. I, I, I and I mean slides used to be just around. It was ubiquitous. Like you yeah. just walk in there and you see a bunch of slides just laying yeah. on it. It was not a big the way you. It's not. It wasn't a hipster thing. Is everybody yeah. was shooting that stuff? Yeah. So for Jim. He was laying it there, and I looked at it. It was a landscape, amazingly exposed, and everybody that has not ever seen that in their lifetime, they have to see it. Yeah. A 4 by 5 and 8 by 10 on a light table. Yeah. It'll just blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. for sure. When but I think, like, back then, like, I, I, when I started shooting, it was definitely more predominantly, like, uh, digital, mm -hmm. but... Back then, I can't imagine like slide was like the mark of a true professional, right? Because oh, you're because yeah. you had to nail exposure to Just, get yeah. to get even the color saturation you wanted, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's insane. Well, yep. what helped also is relative to the price. People think that film is so outrageous, but if you count inflation twenty years ago, it's it hasn't really moved that much. Yeah. Right. What changed is the availability of it. Yeah. Like, I remember I used to come to Midwest Photo, and there will be, there used to be a Fuji, it would be slow speed, like SS. Mm -hmm. It was pre, before Acros came out. Okay. And when Acros came out, that film just plummeted in price. And you can walk in there, there was a barrel 
when I say literally a barrel next to Abdi, it was, you can find any film, and it was short-dated. It wasn't expired. Okay. It was short-dated. And you could sure. just get it for like 99 cents. Yeah. A, you know, dollar twenty nine. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was, it was, but that's all you know, right? Yeah. If you, you don't have a full frame digital, there's nothing like that. Yeah. There was APC. It was a, Nikon was coming out with something at the time when I started, I remember like D100 or something. Like I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. That's but. crazy. Wild. Yeah. All right. That just Nine, makes 99 me 99 cent film. That just. I was going to say that just makes me, that makes me think of back at CCG when I worked there, we had FP100C for eight bucks a pack, Ugh. seven or eight bucks a pack. But that was not long ago though. No, and that I was remember, like eight years you, ago. You got, yeah. You yeah. guys were on the other store. Yeah. And I forgot his name. Um, John? The, the motorcycle. Jeffrey? Motorcycle. Oh. Um, I know who you're talking. Was uh, it, it wasn't Robbie, was it? No, 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 no. He was right here with you guys too. He recently left. Um, oh, Jake? Jake, yeah. Oh, Jake. Jake would sell it to me for like twelve ninety nine. So it wasn't like yeah. really that far apart. Like, yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't long ago. Yeah. It was right here. Now it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So wild. Anyway, you got me excited. Yeah. <laughs> but that <laughs> FP one hundred hurts. Yeah. Hurts but that stuff, like, I think FP one hundred C for me was kind of those like those slides. Yeah, yeah. Because my Nikon D eighty was just not great at all <laughs> and i could scan in my fp100c like prints mm-hmm. and blow them up and they could like they had the resolution just in even that yeah, yeah it was crazy but yeah Tariq, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about your life ex- uh like your experience and some of your expertise um i want to circle back around to when you went in and you saw um obdi's big you know, it's a wet print there. Right. When did, so you saw that. And then ultimately, I mean, um, we were just, I was looking over your Instagram today. Um, you, you have a very specific style now. W- at what point do you feel like you've gotten to that style or do you still feel like it's developing or you're, it's constantly evolving? I, I equate photography to language. Mm-hmm. So uh, your vocabulary grows. You're, you speak differently, mm-hmm. you get more educated, you get wiser, you get, you know, uh, and sometimes you want to be fancy in certain circles and start using big words. Yeah. So photography, to me, it's a similar dynamic of, do you want to keep it simple? Which audience are you talking to? Who are you speaking with? I think photography, to me, philosophically, at least in my head, speaks to me that way. So there are times where I'm just shooting with my iPhone, and mm-hmm. it doesn't, so I'm speaking very simple, mm-hmm. like very straight to the point. It's a post-it note. Exactly. Or something. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to write this fancy email to somebody or, yeah. or yeah. hey, what's up? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> and there are times where you do that. So, yes, did my style change? Absolutely. Would it continue to evolve or change? Absolutely. No question about it. Uh, but the content into which I am passionate about which we'll get into Mm -hmm. it's not something that i will change yeah so how i capture that that information may may be slightly different in terms of lighting or shadow to light ratio or where i place certain things but i think the passion about the social justice and advocacy part of it Mm -hmm. that's not going to change yeah that will will remain uh uh, you know always yeah on top Hmm. for sure have there been things that you've tried differently like with 
whether it's like style or what or like just the way you shoot or something and had it not completely like where you're just like it doesn't fit with the rest of the bat yeah yeah yeah. and i'll be lying to you if i say i don't get influences so we don't all get influences from a book we read or movie we saw or somebody that you know we we really enjoy talking to them Mm -hmm. so and, and and this whole thing about you know I buy books I look at YouTube just like everybody else mm-hmm. so you get influenced a little bit of that and one 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 area that I that I if I could do it again there's a project that I shot fully on digital mm. I would not do it because it's not consistent into what I have done for twenty years okay so. And that is from a cost point of view the reason why I didn't do it at the time. I okay. didn't have the resources, the grant, or or anything else, so I did it on on on, on digital. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with the digital, and we'll we'll probably get into that argument: digital versus film. <laughs> and that's you. Uh, you have your feet firmly in both camps, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And and one person says I'm only this way or that way. They're missing out on so many things. Yeah, in life. So, they're missing mostly. I think they're missing out on the point of the image that you made. <laughs> yeah, I I wish we can get into it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's yeah. insane. But but the point is, Kevin, that that's exactly what it is. You yeah. you, you evolve. And you got influenced by even areas that you don't think you'll be influenced by. Yeah. You know, you you get to know a new friend from a different country or different area. Then you're like, wow, I want to get into this culture. I want to understand more. And you start shooting it differently than how you would you would otherwise shoot. Yeah. Do you would you mind talking uh, about that a little bit? Because this is something that Tom and I have mentioned in the podcast in the past, where um, you're you're connecting with somebody and you're learning more about them or you're kind of uh, plugging into their culture and uh, uh, gaining knowledge about that to to better yourself and um, better better them and and where they're from how do you 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 always take this stance of of connecting with the person first and then capturing them second how do you break or is it just an an, uh, uh, a natural thing that happens when you're sitting down with them where they just know they're going to be talking to you first or do you say hey before i even pick up the camera we're going to we're going to sit and chat for a second like could you talk about that process a little bit and how where you get started and and what you do right so there are two types of well there's multiple ways and multiple subjects i photograph mm-hmm. so if we are lo- talking about the 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 social justice mm-hmm. or what I call the story of refugees mm-hmm. or things like that. It is really about, um, you know, professionally, I work for an agency called Jewish Family Services. Mm-hmm. That agency has been around for over 110, 115 years helping, you know, uh, our local community here, whether they're Jewish or not, for a very long time. We, uh, the agency also used to do resettlement, which we can get into it by refugees coming here to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and integrating into. So professionally, I'm involved with the agency. I work there. Mm-hmm. So my, my day job essentially is to help refugees integrate to the United States, get jobs, move forward, you know, become fabric of our society here. So people that I photograph professionally i do know them Mm -hmm. like i am involved in their lives yeah some of them may not be directly but at least um i'm involved (laughs) that way 
also so your first part of first point of contact with it's not about camera yeah there's no camera no the camera. camera's not even they there. don't even know i'm a photographer okay so there is that trust yeah that's the other thing hmm. also the trust factor comes from i share their story mm-hmm. i came to the u.s not knowing english you know um you know less than 70 bucks in my pocket coming to the u.s for the first like it's it's the story of them mm-hmm they can hear my accent. They understand that I'm from. I, I, I'm not, you know, somebody different than than they are. Um, so that was the story of when I was photographing Somalis with Abdi. Like mm-hmm. This is the, how we started of making sure consciously that we did those stories accurately. Moving forward, now they're different cultures. I don't speak their language. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have that kind of a connection that we speak the same language. So there's always these translators. Um, should we pause for the train or should we just keep going? We keep going through. Yeah. <laughs> it um, end, on the recording, it ends up not it. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, um, so basically, I get people comfortable mm-hmm. by going eye level. And what I mean by eye level is I am not this photographer, fancy guy, or I'm not a, you know above anybody. I am with you and I'm helping you find a job. I'm helping you find a home. I'm helping you do this. So the guard is completely down so there's no i'm worried the other thing also is and and we can look at the some of the instagram where the viewers can look at it sometimes i photograph them in a very simple sort of that urban pen avidonish look Mm -hmm. because it's a lot simpler than to take group of people in my car to the studio set up tear down bring back it just becomes really and people say why do you why do you follow that footstep of photo- other photographers because they also made it simpler because mm-hmm. they're not they were on the field just like everybody else and they did not have the studio the means i mean Urban yeah. Payne took entire studio to his to morocco but so that's that's what, what? it is so in, in front of their house it's very simple i set up my white backdrop and then four by five you know at least six sheets, seven sheets per subject. And mm-hmm. I know that's one thing that you were going to ask me, how, how, many, how often <laughs> do you shoot? So, uh, but go ahead, Tom. Sorry, I was I just going to say, the, like, the thing you said about like Irving Penn, and like they've already figured out that part of the language for you. It's like right. you just learn their, their words. Right, yeah. exactly. And you're mm-hmm. using them to communicate a different, yeah. A different audience, yeah. different subjects, different things. But that's the simplicity... If you can, if you can simplify your tool, if you can simplify your subject, if you can simplify your life, mm-hmm. you'll be you'll be producing a lot more work. If I had to take three people back to my studio, set up, photograph, and people that I'm photographing have never been to a professional studio in their life. They've never f- been photographed wedding what have you, birthdays, school pictures, none of that. Yeah. So to have this giant Profoto softbox yeah. lights. It's overwhelming. Them, it's overwhelming for yeah. me. And that happened to me. Sometimes they say like, I don't know, I don't want to, I didn't sign up for all this. What, what is all, what's happening here? So, yeah. but they don't see any flash. It's a daylight. They just stand there. We have a conversation about their life and I get on with my business and they appreciate it and we move on. So. That's cool. Um, yeah. We keep it simple. Yeah. I think well, and it, like I wouldn't have been able to guess that. 
I wouldn't have been like a lot of those images that you're talking about that are just against a white seamless or something. Mm -hmm. Like I only would have been able to guess that from like your like behind the scenes shots and stuff. <laughs> it's just yeah. Thanks. You like yeah. yeah. You I don't know. With I, with some positioning and some like reflectors or diffusers or yeah, stuff well, like the, that. Like you you still manipulate the light. Well, I'm sure. yeah, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I'm I'm oversimplifying it, but there yeah. there is a trick to it, and there's there is a certain hour of the day. There is certain mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, there are some neighborhoods that I hate because they overshadow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some yeah, the buildings are the too buildings tall. Are way way too too like narrow. Yeah, mm -hmm. the lights just cavernous. Get and, yeah, and some buildings almost like I have literally my own seven foot reflector you know per photo coming oh man dialed in right yeah like, you know what i mean some days yeah. you're like wow i wish i could just bottle this and take it with me everywhere so <laughs> that's awesome it's 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 life that's great man i think there's uh, there's something really important to take away there in that um you are not considering your self first you're not considering your work and how this is going to better your portfolio first you are there helping a community and i think that is a, a nice little nugget of information to take away for folks at home yeah <laughs> help your community first you know yeah. um and then you know things will come from that yeah it's so common for photography and instagram and all that stuff to be such a selfish act a me, too. Me, me, me. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well if you if you don't know someone it's easy for you not to feel compassionate yeah so my goal in photography is the people that just got to the united states how can i make them feel integrated mm -hmm. and i want the audience or the people or the community to know a there are people who came from this part of the world who went through a very tough situation mm -hmm. civil war rape atrocities family members dying came to this country and want to survive mm -hmm. just like both of your ancestors mm -hmm. have done i'm mm -hmm. pretty sure oh, yeah. right unless absolutely unless yeah. you came on the mayflower <laughs> you know even then yeah. you came from somewhere right yeah so if i know your story um, it's hard for me to really dislike you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a common. It's a human nature. It's yeah. who we are as 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 a tribal yeah. humanity, right? Yeah. So my goal is to a bring people along, saying this is where they come from. This is the policy that brought them to the U.S. This is what their rights are. This is where they work. This is how they contribute and pay taxes and help our city grow and you know, purchasing power and speak to all of those things rather than the the, the, the political machine mm -hmm. that takes over and says the other is not good. Mm -hmm. And if you could do that with your art, if you could do that with anything you do, your volunteer, your photography, your painting, anything like that, I think we would live in a better community. Yeah, right? for so, sure. So that's what I do. For sure. I'm I'm yeah. a nerd. I can go on for, yeah. uh, for, yeah. for, for, for forever. I was just gonna say, like I, it's so nice having you on, Tariq. It is. I, I I'm really enjoying this. I like I 
I was just thinking as you were like, you, you said like, I feel like every time you're you're covering another, I'm like, there's like three nuggets in there that like <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking about for the rest of the day. Yeah, well, thank yeah. You. yeah, yeah, thank for you. sure. That's I, awesome. I mean that. Have you? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about this if it if it has happened, but have you had situations where you've like where you've gone where you've helped them through? through your day job and then they seem open to photography and then it just like doesn't doesn't work out or anything like that or that it doesn't connect or oh yeah yeah plenty of times yeah um and again it's the people that i work with so we work with over like 300 to 400 people a year in, in the agency in the program that i'm responsible for sure I never get to photograph that many people. Yeah. So, so essentially, if even by numbers, and also ethically, my job is not connected to my photography. Sure. Like they're, they're, whether I photograph them or not, mm-hmm. you know, it, the services that are by taxpayers, and mm-hmm. I'm obligated not only because, you know, I'm a photographer or not, I'm obligated to do a my day job. Yeah. A I'm passionate about it. So there, there's plenty of times where people said, I don't want the photo. There's plenty of times where I went above and beyond my job. And mm-hmm. somebody said they're not interested in the photo. Sure. Absolutely. There is no, I'm never going to feel yeah. any way about it. But. It's still a professional thing that you have to like separate your ego from and oh, all that there stuff. Is, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and sometimes there are some people that you look at. You look at them and you're like, I have to photograph this person. Mm-hmm. Their face, as, as three of us are photographers. Oh, yeah. And there's a certain look that you want. Yeah. Either in your exhibit or your book or whatever. And you're like, oh, my God, I have to. And that person says no to you. Mm. You're like, oh, it hurts. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you move on. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you can't, you can't yeah. hold grudges. Have you had people say no and then you run into them again and they're like, I want a photo now or anything? A lot. Yeah. Lot. I was going to say, I've... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'd be, I could see people learning who you are and then being like, oh, I should have accepted that. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. And also some family members, you know, the husband will say yes, or the wife will say no, or the older kid will say yes. And the younger one will say no. And there's mm-hmm. even within families, they're like, no, I don't want the photo. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, but are there people that ask you that agree to take the photo, but don't want it published anywhere? Do you ever do like where you're doing, like this is for you guys? I don't need to post this or anything like that. Yeah, I, yeah, there, there like are like a family photo. Like I could see that. I don't know. Yeah, I try my With best to not post the if if it's a body of work mm-hmm. that I I don't post it unless I've exhibited already. Mm. So so. So you show your work first and then you share it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are there are certain moments where That's so I, cool. I, I would never have thought to to really? do yeah, cuz that's cuz they actually see your work for like you you see it in a like the way you intended to be seen Absolutely. first and then yeah. you're looking at the thumbnail later to like take you back to that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, on some so days cool. on yeah. some days I'm guilty of showing before I've exhibited but there were either a political reason why I did it. There was a, a refugee band or a Muslim sure. band, or there was a oh. reason. There's a reason why I would protest and show the image that I 
in um, Ivan Sim. So there's a it. there's there's a protest way I've shown uh, on social media, or there is a I would wait, and then once the exhibit or once the thing is over, I, I would share that. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's like a comedian not sharing the jokes over Instagram first before having the show. Like, uh, why would you go to the show then? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. That's. But there's plenty of other stuff that I shoot than I show. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, 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 you know, I'm. Always every, working. Every day. Yeah. Every day I'm exposing <laughs> film, so. Yeah. How do you, um, when, when you approach a project, whether that's with somebody who approaches you and says, Hey, I, I, I need some headshots or, Hey, um, I need, I need some images in my portfolio, or it's somebody that you've connected with through, uh, your work. How do you choose the medium? Like, how do you say, okay, this is a, going to be a digital project or this is going to be a film project is it's uh, wow. obviously not yeah. an artistic choice, yeah. but what, what, is there something in there that says this is designed for analog and this is designed for digital? That, no, that's that's an excellent question. <laughs> that really is an excellent question. Um, so if I am doing a a commercial work, mm-hmm. so if there's a there's a f- money transaction, ninety percent of it will be on digital. Okay. Because ninety percent. So there are a couple of clients that I shot for an ad campaign in Nashville recently they hired me for my look so they won it 4x5 mm-hmm. they wanted the whole thing and I was very proud of that because as a photographer not only you got you got your got a gig out of it but you also they liked you for your own style yeah that's big that happens 2% yeah yeah of of your life yeah yeah basically there's an art director there's somebody that is above you saying, do this, do this, do this. This is exactly what we want. And sometimes there's a punch in the gut where they show you other photographers to work and say, can you do this? Mm-hmm. Right? But you have to swallow your pride and you have to yeah. do it because you have to earn a living at some yeah. point. Yeah. So so digital, definitely if you're doing, if I'm doing for commercial work, um, is that mostly for turnaround time and that sort of thing? Or I know it's, that you're it's an economic also. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say I know you're pretty efficient with your setup with four by five too with I've, the Jobo and everything. Like your turnaround time's got to be oh, pretty I've, quick with that it's, too. It's as quick as digital. Really? I literally, I, mean, I don't tether obviously. But <laughs> right. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah. But there's probably less editing with film too, right? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. shoot 12, 14 sheets. Yeah. You've got all the latitude in the world with four That's by five. That's all you get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but coming back to, to your question, Kevin, it's, it's the idea is it's not only economics, but also efficiency, but also the client wants to see what you're shooting. There's, yeah. there's a reason for you to shoot digital. But if the subject is interesting and I'm looking at this subject, this person that I'm photographing, and they have this unique look or something that connects, I will definitely shoot film. Mm-hmm. for me yeah mm. just for my own yeah sanity just so i can get it out of my system yeah i'll, I'll just shoot like <laughs> at least five sheets or six sheets of of, of four by five or or a roll of uh 120 mm-hmm. and and i'm i'm good is that like after after the work's done and let's have some fun kind of thing absolutely yeah absolutely and sometimes they're like all right it, it, we're done i'm like well one more thing and they're like what and i bust out this you know 
camera and it's huge and they're like whoa what is this this from the 1900s what, what, what are you doing with this so and sometimes they want to see that photo mm-hmm, more yeah. than they want to see the digital which is oh yeah and you're that's like, always you're gonna have to give me some time i was yeah. gonna say i feel yeah. like that's always the case they, the, the one that they can't see right away is the one that they're like dying, dying to, to see. yeah absolutely yeah yeah wow but, but uh, but I um I hope that made sense. Yeah, no, it, it definitely did, and I I think I would do the same thing if I had a really interesting client and I was shooting them digitally, and I, I'd probably say like, "Hey, I'm gonna get out a film camera right now." <laughs> yeah. Um, have you done that before, Kevin? Um, not sh- not with a like not with any paid client. Like I like really? when I'm shooting with my wife, like she like will model and yeah. I'll shoot. There will be like a certain look, and I'm like, "Oh, let me get my let me get my film camera real quick." And yeah. But yeah, that's wow. It. Yeah, how do you you should you should film? Yeah, yeah. He's got a little Canon Q, Canonet Q. Yeah, QL seventeen. Wow. Yeah, a little range finder with like forty five millimeter. It's a f one eight or yeah, something. It's a, it's a fifty four uh, one eight. Or fifty four, forty. Wonder why we connected. Man. It's like a little. It's <laughs> like a like a CL. I actually a bit. started yeah. on film. Um, before I started on digital, my dad gave me an AE one program with a fifty millimeter one point eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why I liked them. Yeah, <laughs> same roots, man. Yep, exactly. 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 So when you're when you're on shoots like that, how many people are involved? What um, like? I guess it would depend on the shoot, right? Like if you're in front of somebody's house and you've got just the seamless and oh, oh, a couple for the for the refugee work or right? well and. I'm sure that you would have a different amount of people for that shoot versus what you're talking about with like a paid gig and yeah yeah like no, no the paid gig is is a total commercial gig yeah so there'll be you know the whole you'll have team. Matt Marash there with you yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, um, but, but we're gonna for, have to share this video because that look when <laughs> about Matt Marash was yeah, know, you know he runs that. craft service tables on the, on yeah. the side right yeah <laughs> he, he's, he's incredible uh, no. but for the for the ref UG work when I'm shooting outside on location it's just me yeah the, so and you know I really simplified it too I got a couple of um, V flats from you guys mm-hmm. a while back like a lot I was gonna say you probably you I, you remember that right yeah, I, I grabbed I, well, like a truckload you know? I was gonna say you it was you, you've only bought them once but but by the truckload no, you guys. I was gonna say. I feel like there's a few of us that have at least sold you a couple V flats and well, over the years. Th- there are ones that you sold me. Yeah. But there were ones were like gently used, and you guys didn't couldn't rent anymore. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that gig is up yeah. already. Yeah, Somebody yeah, yeah. else probably got the, the rest. <laughs> but anyway, I got I got a lot of those. So what I would do is I and I bought a pickup truck just for that reason. Mm-hmm. So no paper. I would grab that V flat. The white side. You do the V flat as the background. Exactly. No way. Yeah. It doesn't just blow away on you. I'll have a couple of people hold the edges. Okay. There's okay. always there's always yeah. a trick to it, but it saved. That's me. so I, cool. I used to do the gaffer tape on the white backdrop, and, and I was gonna know, say like taped up to a fence, like Avedon would do and no, stuff. Yeah. I, I I made it a lot simpler. That's I so cool. The flat, stand it up, and if you go behind the scenes, some of the shots, you'll see it that. It's just a V flat. I think yeah. I, I think I did see that on Instagram earlier when I was yeah. when I was scrolling through. I saw a BTS and I was That's like, "That's so cool." Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. That's so like unintimidating too for yeah. like oh, whoever yeah. stand. It's like okay, there's this piece of fancy cardboard behind me. I oh, guess I'll just hang out, whatever. Yeah, yep. yeah. So um, and I'll I'll text you guys if you guys are gonna use it on the video or whatever. But 
it, it is it is the simplest way you can imagine it is it doesn't take you t- it takes you two seconds yeah. and there's always kids running around the neighborhood mm-hmm. so you get them involved you're like hey you know yeah. i'm gonna grab this you know the edges sometimes and some days it's not even windy so it stands by itself yeah it's so cool a few, minutes, a few minutes and i'm out of there yeah. <laughs> and then the kids get a like a little assisting thing and they get to put on their resume that, uh, assisted, assisted Tariq. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, funny you said that. I also we do a lot of food donations, uh-huh. so we do a lot of food pantries in the summer. Especially, we'll set up a, hmm. a we'll partner with uh, um, you know our local food pantry here, and they'll come in. A giant truck will drop off all this stuff, and the kids will help baggage the stuff, mm-hmm. separate the food, obviously, or separate the fruit and vegetables. And they, and they and they get like their high school or their middle school they they don't they volunteered yeah mm. and they could say that as an experience that nice. they did volunteer yeah very cool so so you're not joking you're serious yeah I, I yeah <laughs> yeah you want to switch it up to tech and gear sure or did you want to did you want to go through any of these uh, experience and and life expertise questions did you have any other things no I, uh we don't we don't have any hot takes this time do we. I don't think we have any hot takes. Why do you have a hot take question? Hot take question. I just I I, I think Tariq's a good a good person for some hot takes. Like what? Like I don't, I don't have any hot. Did you have any hot takes? Yeah. Right. I was just gonna say like what what do you think's the most over? Uh, how do I want to phrase this? What do you think is the most uh, like overrated kind of trend or something that like a lot of young photographers starting out kind of fall fall into and like. I don't know. Is there is there anything that you can? Because th- I feel like most of the time when you're coming in, we we and in, you introduce yourself to people, but you're always always willing to help out and like, oh, don't get that one, get this one. This is the one that's worked for me for the past twenty years or whatever. And right. yeah, is there is there anything that you think? That is a good one. So, are you talking about gear or gear. style? Well, both w- or either. Whichever um, you have a a, a hotter hotter yeah, dish yeah. about. <laughs> well, yeah, there I mean look, my wife calls me grumpy old man now. <laughs> because I'm constantly You've been hanging this. around with Matt Mirage too oh, much then. <laughs> I, I'm the one who got him that cranky. Uh, it's all coming together now. But um but I think there there are two photographers go through three stages in life. Stage one is when you just started and you think this is easy and you think everything you who's avatar i don't care who's yeah town i don't you know, yeah i can do the same thing as you can so you go through that and you become this you put your name on everything and you just go crazy right mm-hmm. stage two is you realize that you have a lot to go through yeah so you get you get mature a little bit and you yeah. start calming down a little bit and you're relearning your craft. And in stage three is you become knowledgeable hmm. about the craft and things don't phase you anymore. Yeah. And and you actually do it for a living or you take it very seriously. And the roads to those things, one become complete amateur and stays there. Mm-hmm. And Which there's nothing wrong with like if you, everybody that, needs yeah. a hobby no, and absolutely. an outlet and all that. But stuff. I'm, I'm yeah. giving you yeah, yeah. what sure. what the um, stages that, sure. that that at least I have gone through, and the middle stage is where you start acquiring 
gear and you really want everything and you just want to like you're not sure which where you land mm-hmm. and then the simplification becomes and that's when you really mature and then you can comment about what I'm about to comment that that's why I was getting into this okay. so I think when when you come to a place like this like Midwest Photo and want to purchase help the people that are helping you at least develop the language that what you want to accomplish so they can help you better. Yeah. So in other words, come in and say, I want to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And then help me or which gear mm-hmm. helps me achieve this. Yeah. And instead of... Or these are the three photographers to look at because they've done something similar. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when it comes... So I'm going to shift gears into style. Sure. When it comes to studio... I thought you were talking about both there. Because I think that what you just said applies to both style Absolutely. and gear. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's studio photography. Yeah. What what bothers me, I think, is... Get to know... Get to know your light and how light reacts in a physics. Understand the concept of light and how it shapes things. Before you really start mimicking YouTube yeah. people, mm-hmm. like that YouTube, I love it. I watch it. I enjoy it. But there are a lot of of misinformation about how actually light behaves mm-hmm. in a studio setting yeah. than the way other people are telling you that it is. Yeah, that's how I feel um, about Instagram a lot of the time too. Just a lot of like seems like a lot of homogenization of just this is just do this and you'll be you'll have good light yeah, exactly, marks. exactly. Yeah. and that and that to me is the, the the disadvantage of the the information overwhelming access of information yeah. i am all about democracy and i'm all about sharing everything but you have to really listen to people who know what they're doing mm-hmm. rather than people who are trying to tell you and yeah. they don't know themselves. Yeah. And that is that is unjust, I think, to, to a lot of things. And also style. This whole Annie Leibovitz look. Mm. Yeah. We're all guilty of it. You know, it's funny. I was, before you, <laughs> before you got into the studio <laughs> stuff, I was just thinking, like, yeah. we've got enough Stephen Shores and William Egglestons in the world. Like, do something, try something different. Make a mistake. Even well, if it's she didn't oh. invent the light, I mean, right. she didn't invent the backdrop, <laughs> right? But but what bothers me, <laughs> Kevin's losing it over here. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Kevin <laughs> used to be our lighting guy in the shop, so he has no, I'm but, sure but, strong opinions. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you have to put a hot light behind the subject? No. Like that is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but is there a reason? It's so true. It's become like a meme. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Get a backdrop, hand-painted backdrop. I have one. Make Everybody one. Make one. Yeah. You know, elegant. Your, your your model or your subject has to be elegant. No question about it. You can light it exactly like the way they light it or she lights it. Yeah. But you don't, don't put those props. Yeah. <laughs> Just because she put it in. That, that to me is that. Yeah. It's really silly. And... Get, I, I do totally it once and get it out of your system. Yeah, <laughs> know, but yeah. don't don't do it all the time. Yeah, I digress. I, I like that. See, you got me all. No, that's great. That's that's, that's why it's a, a hot, hot take. take. That's yeah. why it's a hot take. That's, that's got to be the chillest <laughs> hot take, though. 
Tariq's just like, yeah. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel horrible saying it. Really, I feel a little attacked because I did just convert an old uh, Fresnel light oh, to an geez. LED. He's been, Tariq, he's been going on about great. this for weeks. <laughs> but are you putting it behind the subject, though? I haven't even shot with it yet. Right now, it's a nice... He's using it as a lamp in his living room. (laughs) It's been great for Zoom calls. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, that's fine. To me, what bothers me is when you when you when you add like a ladder. Yeah, and 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 the and And a drop cloth um, and all that stuff. uh, Like it's an old Hollywood studio. Yeah, Hollywood studio. What do they call it? Mold Richardson. Mold Richardson's. Those lights are sexy, though. I like those lights. Uh, They're great looking lights, but yeah, they don't need to be in the shot all the time. No. Yeah. Don't don't do it. Oh yeah. man, that's funny, man. That was a good hot take, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done. Sorry, no. <laughs> no, <you're good>. <laughs> <laughs> now Tariq feels bad. You made I, Tariq feel bad today. I, I, I really <laughs> do because I, you know, we're all guilty of it. Yeah, but it's it's you gotta make fun of yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. You have to say have, have some humility own, and yeah. 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 It's just life. That's but why it's I, also like I think that that's also people with a fear of failure too they want to like fit in they want to be a part of the pack a part of those people that they admire but at the same time those people got there by making mistakes and putting the light that's lighting the subject in the shot like showing your work a little bit or something Mm -hmm. like that but now it's just yeah you can go too far into that and not be individualistic you do and again and and quickly and we'll move on about this but it's it's (laughs) If your whole photography, and if you want to take this very seriously, let's say you want to be all in, mm-hmm. you really have to know where things come from, mm-hmm. right? So for those who are shooting digital, and if you don't know where the curves and those little dodge and burn tool, you just have to know your history. You have to go back a little bit and really understand how really things work, how yeah. the sensor actually came from something else called film yeah not only that but also if you don't know the giants that lived before us yeah those people who have the mountains that you're standing on right yeah and and it's hard for you if 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 sean tucker on youtube is your you know robert frank yeah and you know i'm sorry but you have to go a little further than sean tucker to understand where he's coming from yeah uh, Sean Tucker's a YouTube YouTuber, by the way. Mm-hmm. On, yeah, on, 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 like Peter McKinnon, any of those guys, right. whatever. Yeah. If if you, if that's your frame of reference, then you really are selling yourself short. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You need to start getting books about those giants that really lived in the in the twentieth century. Yeah. In order for you to be in the twenty first century. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's all I'm saying, and and just get books and read, man. I like that. Uh, let's talk about gear. Let's get techie. Sure. Um, digitally, what do you shoot? What do you love? So Uh-oh. I am the worst person to <laughs> advise you on digital <laughs> stuff. Um, in two thousand, you just upgraded, right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. you did. Yeah, and so, the last time you upgraded, what? It, yeah, I think that that was story. you searching for your right. for the year, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> seven seven two thousand and seven, I picked up my first. Canon 5D, the first generation. Oh, the OG, the not OG. the not the Mark II. Right. And in 2009 or 10, Stu sold me Canon 5D Mark II. Okay. And in 20, 
21. <laughs> Giant leap forward. Exactly. <laughs> Sonny sold me the R5. Okay. So right now I'm shooting with, with an R5. Um, but I also have um, H2, uh, the Hasselblad. Okay. The H2 with the f- yeah. uh, 45 back. Yeah. 45 megapixel the back. The phase back? Yeah, the phase back, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, so that's the commercial stuff that I do. Yeah. The 5D or the EOS R5, I got it because I needed to shoot some videos for some projects. And really, it wasn't about the actual photo component. Although it's a great camera, man. Yeah. I, I'm I was going to say, how do you like it? How, do you, how are you liking mirrorless? Because that's a huge shift, yeah. probably in your like in your shooting style and everything. Yeah, it's funny. I shoot it like an iPhone. Like I'm always like, you know, those amateur people I used yeah. to laugh at all the time, like, holding it in front of your face, holding it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do it now, and it's hilarious. But <laughs> it, it is—it's incredible, man. Technology—you yeah. have to embrace it. You have to love it. You have mm-hmm. to move forward with it. You cannot be an old dinosaur. You yeah, got it. You got to, especially if you're doing it for a living. Mm-hmm. You got to move with technology. Yeah. I, I'm a strong believer of that. And it's counter really to what I do for my documentary work. But if you're doing it for a living, if you're doing it for money, if you're doing it to earn a living, you have to keep up with technology. Yeah. yeah. How um, was it how was that transition for you? Was it was it a learning curve to like readapt yourself to because I I feel like you're the kind of photographer like those those names that you just mentioned, Robert Frank and all those guys mm-hmm. where you have the one camera, you know how to use it. Let's do stuff in front of it now. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. like now you're changing the camera. So you're thinking more about that rather than what's in front of it. Right. Yeah. And the, the 5d, I, I Mark two, I used to know exactly where the focus points were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tracking was something I could not for the life of me figure out. I felt, I felt like a sniper. Huh. I the thing is like constantly moving. Yeah. All this stuff is everywhere. And, and I on the R5? On the R5. Yeah. And I came back to Sonny and, and he was laughing at me and saying, dude, you'll get used to it. TJ was also like cracking up. I was literally complaining for yeah. like 45 minutes about the subject <laughs> of this too much. Yeah. Do you I went from like a prop plane to like a fighter jet or That's something. What I'm yeah. Like, it's yeah. like a whole gamut of, and the menus. Yeah. My God, I couldn't get used to menus. But, you know, it takes time. Yeah. yeah. You know, everything. And I'm not the kind of guy that reads manuals. Yeah. My I don't man- think anybody is anymore. Well. There's YouTube videos for that. <laughs> well, manual to me is Midwest Photo. I'll come back to Sunny. <laughs> yeah. I'll come yeah. back to you, yeah. Tom, and say, hey, can you help me figure this out? And you guys always. And then I go eat. see if Sonny's on his lunch and see if he can help you with <laughs> it. <laughs> so. Um, what about for, for film? What's your What's your go-to? So, yeah, so Leica M6 mm-hmm. is what I shoot. And I think you and I were talking about it on it's Friday. It's so silly, yeah. Yeah, I literally shoot it as a point and shoot. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's my camera that is inside my house, and I just photograph, you know, my two boys who are teenagers now, and that's how many, it. How many years have you had that? Did you get that with Abdi? Yeah. So yeah. The seven. So my son is 17. I photographed him literally the day that he was... It was, yeah. you know, came to came to this yeah. world. Hmm. So yeah. that's how long I've had this camera, and I've had two additional cameras. But that one I didn't get rid of. 
uh, yeah. that one that, that like I kept the, <laughs> the other two I, I regret to this day that I that I sold them and 35 we talked about the other day 30, I was, I was, the Sumacron yeah. yeah the 50s all that stuff is gone with filters I was just gonna say like the <laughs> we were talking about this in the shop the other day uh, Tariq has a lens sitting in front of him that we were discussing <laughs> yeah. um but uh just about how I, I I think I partially blame you and the cool things that you've done with your Leica for the inflation in pricing. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's not me. It's, it's, it's my day. All the cool old school guys <laughs> yeah. that are like yeah fighting so for the glory days. For for medium format, I C three thirty. Mamiya C three thirty. I didn't know you. Ha- uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and because you've got a Pentax too, right? Yeah, Pentax six seven, um, Hasselblad. Uh, 503 the latest version of the of the Hasselblad mm-hmm. um, of the, the old the manual v, ones yeah right? the old manual yeah. ones and RZ67 oh man um, yeah that's that's do I need all those cameras? No. But, but <laughs> I was just going to say, so Midwest Photo, the second location is your studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. But the reason why I have, I I literally shoot them all the time. Like, yeah. it, I, I don't, it's not a shelf thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I use them all the time. The C330 is the least I use, <laughs> but when I feel like a TLR, when I walk down somewhere and it's feel like I want to carry it, that's fine. But the rest, really are more of a studio um the pentax it's showing its age now um so it's 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 a little harder to use it for the studio so i use that for street as well or when i'm when i'm like traveling or somewhere yeah but for the most part other other cameras are that and and two uh wista four by fives yeah um Hmm. and i got two identical because one is when I'm traveling, mm-hmm. they're all like in a Pelican case, ready to go with film. Everything is ready with dark cloth and everything. Nice. Yeah. The, the the other one is strictly on a, on a studio stand yeah. for for portraits when people show up. Right. It's all about simplicity. Yeah. If if gear doesn't come between you and your subject, you'll do a better work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Yep. Um, I think stream, part of streamlines the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. The whole thing that you said about the three stages of photography, mm-hmm. I think that's part of the th- third stage is just like, I need to take out the one camera with the 50 millimeter and rediscover like what, right. what got me here. Yeah. Yeah. And quit with all of the extra whatever. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and that the last stage Yeah. before you pick up your camera, you know exactly how you're going to shoot it. Yeah. That's the stage I want our listeners or I want people to get to. It's before you pick up the camera. Am I going to go 50? Am I going to go 21? You've got a game plan. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once you see it, and sometimes you know the lens that is on your camera is not the right look for it before yeah. you pick it up instead of figuring out. It's funny. We get people all the time that are like, they come in and they're like, I shoot every wedding like this, but I got this one that I'm going to be doing in Barcelona or something. And I want to do it very like extra and all this stuff. And we're just like, shoot what you've, you don't need another thing to think about when you're in, in another, Bar- yeah, yeah in Barcelona. when you're off doing something insanely New. different already. Yeah. 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 But how many stores will, will say that to you? Right? That's true. That's, that's, that's is why this place is awesome because they tell you exactly, you don't need yeah. to do this. You can <laughs> just do this with this. Yeah. That's, I can. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So 
it's funny like that's starting to happen in studio lighting too we're starting to have to tell people no keep playing with your speed light you're not like don't get the <laughs> don't add another strobe bit you're already yeah, yeah yeah you've already got plenty to work that's with what here. i really yeah. when i when i worked in lighting that was something i really enjoyed doing was surprising people with that they'd be like oh i'm in here for for a hair light i'm like okay um do you have a speed light they're like yep and i said do you have a radio trigger for it or does it use like line of sight and they're like yep like okay, um, well you can take this clamp and it's thirty bucks and you can just right there on the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> wow. and they're just like, oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, it's just like wow. yeah, you came in here anticipating spending like two hundred, three hundred dollars, and now yeah. you're walking out with a thirty dollar purchase. Yeah, no, but that that's the beauty. Honestly, coming back to it, it is the it's the beauty about talking to professionals mm-hmm. who know what they want, who's going to save you money in the long term, but also. The cool thing is you guys were building a long-term customers, hence me, mm. for a very long time to yeah. trust you and say, okay, yeah. I know Casey has my I back. I think we I have a lot to think from Abdi and uh, <laughs> Stu for that, though, too, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It's, 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 treating, it's treating customers the right way. Yeah. And this is what this place has. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, you've probably, you've watched Moisha grow up then, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's crazy. That that blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Moshe, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I hope that this is interesting, <laughs> I guess, but yeah, that's yeah. No, I I know are, the yeah. whole ki- the whole yeah. family. Yeah. 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 It's, it's it's lovely, man. It's, yeah. So going back cool. to to your film gear there, do you this is kind of a two-part question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite film stock for each format or do you just have a straight Mm. favorite film stock in if so what is it that <laughs> you really are asking a very good question because not all like not all cameras especially the medium format you know um it has obviously six by six six mm-hmm. by seven six by nine it depends on what i'm shooting okay uh so if i'm shooting Generally, if I'm shooting roll film, it's going to be Ilford. That's what's the least expensive yeah. and consistent. So my film of choice for 18, no, 15 years at least was the Acros. Mm-hmm. All Fuji product, whether it's a, uh, it's the color or, or what have you. As you guys both know the story of Fuji, yeah. unfortunately. I think you were probably one of the most upset people when Acros. I, I was devastated. Yeah. I yeah. literally, it's like losing a family member, man. Yeah. You know, when you know that film so well. Yeah. Especially with darker skin, you know, uh, uh, people, when you photograph them with Fuji, it is dead on. The contrast. Yeah. My chemicals, everything was dialed in, right? Yeah. And the film disappears from the market. So now Ilford, you know, um, HB5 is the, is the film I really trust, and thanks to Matt Mirage who really switched me over to to that because I was I was sourcing mm-hmm. for Fuji for a long time mm-hmm. and I couldn't I couldn't find it. Uh, four by five, mm-hmm. uh, I switched to um, you know, three twenty TXP, which is Triax. Yep, you know uh, three twenty, and I and I like that film because it is it's got a little bit of punch. And a contrast. I was gonna say that that film that is, was it's got some magic. That was like it's my favorite kind of while I took a large format class in yeah. college. Yeah, that was my yeah. favorite. It, it really is beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> film. A uh, little pricier than, but when people complain, sometimes I complain about prices, and I'm here. I am correcting myself. <laughs> it's more expensive 
for you not to get the shot mm-hmm. you want and to worry about film cost. Yeah. To me, I feel like you have to, that's, you'll feel the pinch at mm-hmm. the time when you buy it. Yeah. But once you get that photo, 16 by 20 hanging somewhere in a museum or somewhere in somebody's house, that price is not, it's irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. That also just shows too how much, like in terms of like energy and labor you've got invested in a certain film stock like you were like to relearn on hp5 or delta or something like that mm. like that's that may cost more than overpaying for yeah for acros or something yep. yeah. absolutely yeah it yeah. cost yeah it cost uh, it took me a while to actually get it's an investment it. and, and, and matt and matt and i he helped me dial the chemicals and we made sure we went back and forth from you know, other developers or HC110 and back and forth. And also I work with Mark Fall. You guys know Mark Oh, yeah. Fall, yep. Right? Yep. Oh, yeah. So he does my contact sheets. Um, nice. Okay. So I don't print at home. I process at home. I don't print at home. And he does my contact. And he helped him, Matt, help me dial in exactly what the exposure latitude is, how things are. Huh. So it's a whole operation. It's not just click and you get what you want. Yeah. You know, it's a team effort and, and a lot of expertise that I, I source out to and, and, and ask. That's really cool. Yeah, that's sweet. That's very cool. Uh, I've got a I've got a hot take for you. Oh, here's another hot for, take. Uh, for the gear. You're going to have to edit all of this, man. Really? You went, you're going over the, over the hour. I'll just, uh, it's all right. I'm just saying. We have plenty of episodes. That I go love way for you to put hour. the whole thing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, w- what's the most overrated film? Or film, Ooh. or actually, I've got a two-parter. What's oh the most overrated film, and what's also the most overrated like film craze? Whether it's like camera lens, whatever, that's currently going on, because there's a lot of that going on yeah, right now. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't. I don't think there is such thing as film overrated. Okay. Right? I, I don't. There's no such thing because film is not even around a lot. Yeah. What it's just is, what, what works for you. What is overrated is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Uh oh. What's overrated is I don't care if your film is expired or not. Yeah. I don't want <laughs> you to talk to me about people like me. Yeah. And people that are serious about life are doing consistent projects for a long time. Yeah. My life is not about experimenting, right? So Mm -hmm. you cannot, as a student, maybe you could learn on it, but that's also injustice because you want to be consistent. You cannot buy film and... Oh, so you're saying the like intentionally fogged and funky film look and all that stuff. Got it. Why are you buying it? What is the point? I don't understand it. That's one. Again, grumpy old man, right? (laughs) but at the same time, you could probably shoot a roll of T-Max that's 10 years old and get the results you want out of it because you know how to adapt your development process to that. I wouldn't even take that expire. risk. No? What, what, is the, what is the point? Okay. If film, if film is completely dead today, yeah. go make yourself a glass and just, you know, yeah. just keep shooting. Yeah. That's, but the point is for you to go out deliberately where you can come to Midwest Photo and open that fridge and get brand new film yeah and you're going out there and buying stuff that is completely expired yeah just for the sake of coolness 
to me, I think that is not photography. Okay. That is really a hobbyist, and okay. there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. I'm, I'm saying, but to me, I don't get it. So don't sell me and don't tell me about it because I couldn't care less. Yeah. There's a fridge full of film right here. <laughs> Come and buy it. Yeah. But because you're Why? paying the same amount of money. Like, think about it. Yeah. Why eat the spoiled chicken if you know and take the risk of getting sick later kind Why? of thing? Yeah. Why? Yeah. So, anyway, you had a two-parter. I'm sorry. I, I, I oh, and uh, with the with camera lens stuff. <laughs> It, like, is there is there an overrated uh, setup that you think is currently going on that's like that that you don't understand, or is there also no. an underrated camera lens with uh, just with everything that's going on with I don't know with um, with the way it's shooting up and all that stuff and where everybody's going crazy about cert- like everyone wants is it an H what's the what's the Hasselblad that's the panoramic one. That people X-Pan. just lose their marbles about, like yeah, X-Pan. is it the yeah, X-Pan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that yeah. kind of stuff, or like the Leica stuff going up to like unrealistic pricing, like un- yeah, yeah. I th- I think to me, and it may not be the case anymore, but a couple of years ago, Matt and I would <laughs> would joke about, and I want I don't want to bring him to this, but Uh-oh. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll joke about a YouTuber will put up, you know. <laughs> something up and him and I literally would know that John. that price would just me somebody and jo- will call <laughs> and me and John it. used to make jokes over at CCG about that like oh what the Bronicas are going up in price like did somebody <laughs> make a video about this last yeah. night or something right. like what's going on with the right. pricing so to me from a guy that was shooting Pentax 6-7 yeah. at 105-24 you, you were two, that guy this is 2005 oh, like that's the setup too that everybody wants right now right and, yeah and you know and i remember the guy who got me into that actually was chip willis i don't know if you guys know uh, chip yeah willis. yeah i know chip chip willis is the the guy who literally the first time that i saw that and i was like wow this is amazing so i did have the setup but i didn't know yeah the result of this milky beautiful bouquet that it gets you yeah and the 5d mark one Mm-hmm. With a fifty millimeter at f one point two, gave you that same similar look. Okay, yeah. right. If you yeah. could hit focus, if you. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, my eyes used to be better, man. I, I used to be able to hit focus. But anyway, that to me is one sort of overrated cliche. Yeah. The one hundred five two four. Okay. Put it at two four. To me, that is so played out. Yeah. And I think Boca is kind of played out at this point, too. Just that, like, it's super shallow depth of field look. I think it, it depends. Just, just like every joke in life, right? Yeah. There's timing for it. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you can't, you can't be Boca all the time. Yeah. You can't say the same joke over and over. you got to switch yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So you got me, some I, other numbers on that lens. So let's, let's turn <laughs> them a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's spin them a little and bit. And I don't dare do a two four now. Yeah, I don't because my eyes are not as good, yeah. I'm not as quick. I'm yeah. not saying I'm dead, but I'm saying it's, <laughs> film is expensive too. Like you get, yeah, yeah, here to here. Well, and going from two four to f four, you're probably still getting some depth of field, but you're also going to get more of the subject and focus right. and all that too. Yeah, right. Yep. I hate Matt Mirage because he gets it focus at five six on uh, large on, format, on, on, right? On eight by ten. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> His dog is moving and the dog's eye is sharp. I'm yeah. Like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and Casey were talking like just yesterday about like the Leica stuff. And I was just 
we were just shooting the breeze and I I was like, yeah, it's so crazy that the thing that you take your most prized images on, the 4x5 system, it hasn't gone anywhere on pricing. Right. But the thing that you're using for snapshots just for whatever, like you're treating it like your iPhone, it's like whoop, like what? Yeah. 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 A 21 Elmeret. Yeah. And I like M6 Classic is yeah. what I have with the with the 21 millimeter finder on it which is the yeah. finder itself. Do you even like, use the finder? Absolutely. Really? Like, well, for 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 a 21 millimeter, you have to use a finder. Okay. There's, the, you have no choice. It comes with, when you're buying the lens, it comes with a finder. I just wasn't sure if you were shooting from the hip with it mostly or anything you with could, the kids. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could, especially with the hyperfocus, you could, you could definitely do that. But, yeah. Um, but it, the finder alone, mm-hmm. it's like $1,200 or something oh crazy. Oh, it's just a finder. Not yeah. Even like the lens. Yeah. And the lens is like, I looked at it, it was like 3,800. Something crazy. And I literally, you're right. I use it. I don't even take it out of the house. That's just, crazy. It's just a camera. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah. That's it's just wild. 35 is hard to justify, man. Especially the work that I do. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult to justify. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. You can't. You, 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 yeah. Compositionally, also the two by three aspect ratio. Yeah, skinny. I can't for portraits. At least you need a square or something like that. Yeah, and for those who are students, make sure you shoot with six by six or six seven at least. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, best format for for uh, for portraits. Yeah. Nice. I didn't like. Yeah, I haven't shot much square format, but yeah. Yeah. I could see that. There's a feature for it on that. your phone, Tom. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that my Z6 II can shoot yeah. square format now too. Yeah, I don't think they can shoot four by five though, which would be nice if they I think if they can. made it. I think it eight can. by ten ratio. Oh, well, the R5 I know it does you 18. can crop it. You yeah. can. You can, there's a there's a setting which it's always on there too for me. Yeah. I was gonna say I assume that you just are always shooting the same aspect ratio just yeah, to yeah. keep your brain thinking in that compositional yeah. way. Right. Yeah. yeah. And a fifty millimeter on a. Th- on a thirty-five millimeter, on an eight by ten, you know the the R five crop. It's it's almost as equivalent to my one eighty large format. Okay, it's almost it's almost identical. That's uh, crazy from, from a distance and from the 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 way I shoot. So huh. it's always on there. I don't even shoot like I've got a seventy to two hundred and hundred macro. It's yeah. too tight for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, do you ever do you shoot your videos four by five ratio too? Then no, no, no. I could yeah. see you doing that. <laughs> yeah, I could see yeah. you just being well, like it fits the like style and the rest bars, of it. Right? Yeah, if, right. If, if there was a on glass, either side, if, if there yeah. was an outlet that you could watch it that way, definitely. I would. Yeah, I was but thinking like, have you seen the movie Lighthouse? It's a it's crazy. A recent, it's a recent. Yeah, but it was all shot on film, and on they made it to like reproduce old ortho film and all this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a horror movie. Eh. I would say it's more like a Twilight Zone episode than anything. But uh, they shot it on an old aspect ratio that's like pretty close to four by five. And so I, yeah. Is it that like European theater crap that that Matt likes a lot? It's more like the old like Charlie Chaplin. Uh, Like it's almost like. Yeah, I see. I know. It's almost like it really is close to four by five. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Three by four. They used to have weird weird even tvs used to come that way four yeah, three yeah, yeah. four three yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah is that well uh, zach snyder the director likes shooting in four three 
yeah. guy did three. He just did Justice League. So or like when you're watching a movie and the bars come in and like kind of narrow your plane of focus yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I you, could see you doing wow. that. Yeah. No, I never thought about it actually. Just video bringing not, it in a little bit. I was into video, man. That whole Philip Bloom, you know, that whole slider, that hmm. whole, you know, getting video. Video is a team sport. It, it is. is. That's what a lot of people don't realize. You cannot just photography is especially when you're doing long long term project like a five year project. Mm-hmm. You don't have you don't have that many people you can rely on to help you for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're shooting documentary, and and I've shot documentaries that which was aired on PBS and WOSU here, it took me a very long time to shoot that to edit it to get it right the audio yeah. it's, it's i still don't understand that like that way of storytelling like i definitely understand stills like storytelling with stills yeah. way like yeah your brain has to think in a very different way for cuts mm-hmm. yeah you can't think you have to think it's like forward, non-linear ba- yeah exactly forward backward middle go back again yeah and then when you're editing you miss a lot of the story that you have to go back and shoot again yeah at least for some b-rolls mm-hmm. some stuff and if you're traveling it's yes. going back to like where you came from and just shoot. Them. No, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So and that's the sun's why, in a different spot and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough world, man. But that's why I, I stick to, stick to what I know best. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's still <laughs> yeah. much easier. Um, before we wrap up and give everybody a, like a closer, uh, what we do it, we do a challenge every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any, if you, if you could leave, uh, the photo community who listens to our podcast with any photographic advice, what would you give them? Wow. Uh, <laughs> is it, is it, is it, it a, could be any, it could be tech, one thing. It, it could be, it could be, it could be about community. It could be about, uh, connecting. It could be about gear. It could be about okay. whatever you want. If you, if you could only depart one piece of advice on a new photographer, what would you give them? I honestly would say shoot literally every day Mm -hmm. say yes to every project somebody wants to get you involved and once you get over the hump of not looking at your camera anymore Mm -hmm. so as a fiddling with it or trying to understand it that is that is when you need to cross over and figuring out your business Mm mm-hmm photography it's fun now when somebody's new and you know you do everything for everybody and you're trying to get things done but make sure that you also learn the side of the business side of it mm-hmm. especially if you're younger mm. in your yeah. early 20s yeah. late late teens early 20s make sure that you learn the business side it's of a it. tough thing to learn too. it is yeah y- y- yeah mostly and, like you most people that i know like just they have to learn through failure yeah. just like mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you cannot charge people if you don't know, if you're not confident. Right. Yeah. And the way to get confidence, the first advice that I gave, mm. shoot as much as you can. Create as much as you can. Learn as much as you can. And then once you are over that hump that you don't look at your camera anymore to figure out what the settings are, you're not sure about it, that's when you take business class, not photo-related, mm-hmm. actual business class of how to invoice how to get your books together, how to how to bid for a job, mm-hmm. how to do all those things, and also be a nice person. Yeah, don't be a prick. 
Yeah. <laughs> just customer service goes a yeah. long way. Yeah. yeah just yeah. be gentle. Developing be relationships. Just treat everybody like you're. I don't know, somebody you love and respect your grandmother. I don't know. Somebody yeah. you love and, and treat everybody with respect and, and you'll grow as a human being and as a, as a professional and as an artist. That's good advice. That's great. That's solid advice. I don't, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't think we've had any other guests recommend business school, for yeah. uh, which I think is important. Yeah. yeah. Very important. Yeah. A lot of, lot of us artists, we really do not value with the tools that we've learned and we don't think about the amount of gear that we purchase yeah, yeah. that's another thing too. and there's like the whole thing of like selling out mm-hmm. or whatever it's just like you gotta take care of yourself you, yeah. you have yeah. to and by the way if you're in your 20s the word retirement doesn't cross oh no oh, at all. yeah yep you gotta every job you put do, it away you have to figure out what you going your health your especially if you're doing freelancing if you have another yeah. gig that's fine mm-hmm. another day job but also you need to take care of yourself and your finances yeah. and your taxes. I was yeah. going to say taxes sneak up on people a yep. lot because it's not considered job to job. Right. You're, yep. That's just your money. And then you don't realize that about well, you, half you, of it's gone. And at yeah, the end of the year, you're getting 1099s left yeah. and right. And, yeah. and you're not keeping track of what you spent. Yeah. And then the tax year comes in and you can't write a lot of things off. And yeah. All of a sudden yep. you're in debt. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden there's all that, w- all that extra work. That yeah. you hadn't considered work before, that you weren't paid for, like that your own, yeah. you're, you're, you should pay yourself as a bookkeeper too, exactly. as much as you do a photographer. Mm-hmm. So learn yeah. the craft, and get organized, yeah. and get your business affairs in order before, before you move forward. Absolutely, definitely, and I, I really like that you touched on retirement. That is something that uh, is somebody, somebody. <laughs> so <Kev>. yeah. <laughs> Somebody who's in their early 30s didn't really think about it in their 20s. And my dad was always telling me, you got to pay yourself later. You got to pay yourself later. Yeah. yeah. So make sure, yeah, definitely yeah. make sure you get that set up as a, as a younger individual. Um, it's a great reason to have a day job, too, as a uh, yeah. freelance photographer. Yep. Because it's benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So our challenge, uh, we've been talking to Tariq, and he's had some awesome advice on connecting on community on gear on uh, just everything you're just amazing man <laughs> i'm really glad we could have I, you on yeah this for stage. sure I, our, I, I appreciate you guys our challenge is to our listeners take on a portrait this week if you're into portrait photography and connect with that person and think about your steps in you know volunteering and giving back to community I think is a, is a great way and and talk with them longer than you're going to photograph them that way you're connecting with who they are as a person what their story is where they're coming from um, and I think if you approach this with every shoot you're going to find that you get better portraits um, it may be it may vary for some people like if you're still at the beginning stages sure. getting used to your gear and stuff but yeah that should be yeah you should focus on connecting yeah. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. Very, very important. Yeah. Indeed. Before we, uh, yeah. I assume you're going to be going into the closing sure. stuff. Yeah. But if you have something. Before we close up, uh, did you have anything that you wanted to plug? Like any gallery showings yeah. or anything coming up or any of your work or where can they find you? Where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm active on Instagram. Uh, uh, T-A-R-I-Q. T-A-R-E-Y. Um, it's a great follow. 
Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, Always <laughs> good work showing up there. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I've got a bunch of stuff coming up. There's um, Matt and I, uh, Matt Marash and I, you know, obviously two years ago we went to uh, Senegal to photograph um, uh, the, the tribal, uh, the Fulanis and, and other, other folks. Um, there there was an exhibition there was supposed to be an exhibition last year because of the pandemic. Uh, it, it is being postponed, so stay tuned. Follow me on there. You'll, you'll uh, Matt and I are That's so cool. co-hosting a, um, uh, or doing an exhibit together. Yeah. From his large format eight by ten and my my large format four by five, and and we're collecting some funds to help the people that we photographed um, to build the well uh, to support them. So. Um, yeah, stay tuned. And I'm working on several projects. One of them is the Congolese Refugee Project here that I'm mm-hmm. constantly, you know, mm-hmm. photographing right now. And uh, stay tuned for that as well. And there'll be an exhibit near you. That's cool. That's great. Thank you so much for coming out. Oh, and yeah. talking with us. We're uh, so lucky to have you for oh, sure. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Columbus I, I, is lucky to have you. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm I'm happy to be part of Columbus. I'm happy to be part of Midwest Photo. Yeah. It's awesome, man. For sure. All right. You can always find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and SoundCloud, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can share photos with us on Instagram at Two Weird Camera Beards or at MPEX underscore photo underscore video. And you can always send us your images at the number two weird camera beards at MPEX.com. You can find Tariq on Instagram at T A R I Q T A R E Y. Or you can visit his website at thatsame.com. TariqTerry.com. Special thanks to Tom. Do you want to hit this part off? No, go for it. Okay. You're already starting it. Executive producer, our magical and marvelous executive producer in sunny Florida, soon to be South Carolina, Maddie O'Neill. Thank you so much for putting together the skeleton and help us out with questions. The president of Midwest Photo, Mr. Moisha Applebaum. The VP of Midwest Photo, Ken Lewis. And and I've got one more thing. Okay. I wanted to plug. I, I went to Parable this morning. Oh, yes. And saw Ben Willis. Absolutely. And he. This is delicious. Yeah. He, <laughs> it's ben Willis? Ben Willis? Yeah, the, 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 the Ben Willis made oh, your yeah. coffee this morning. He made, yeah, he made the coffee. He actually, he made the recipe for that drink even. Like a salted caramel kind of latte. Yeah, I was yeah. tasting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a sesame, yeah. Yeah. Sesame caramel he's great, latte. Ben. He's, he's I love it. Yeah, so ben, good. ben is awesome. Man. Yeah, I, I enjoy Ben. He and Julian Fogliati. I forget. I I know that I'm pronouncing his last name right. Mm-hmm. But the two of them are going to be having a show up. I think. I think it's next week. I'm. We may have to. I may have to hit him up for a link or something. But he, the two of them, are going to have a show at nine three four Gallery here in Columbus. Uh, I think that. Ben literally said that he'll be in tomorrow or the next day to pick up his prints. <laughs> so, yeah. So nice. they're going to be putting together a pretty cool show from what it sounds like. That's oh, awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. He, he's definitely a uh, he's a medium format uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, film shooter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah. Gosh, that, awesome. that should be a good show. But, yeah. That's all I've got. Um, do you have anything to add? Did either of you guys have anything to add? Nope. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. It's Tariq. been awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.